Well, hello again, friends. It's good to be back. Before we begin tonight with our lesson, and I'm going to deviate a little bit from our series. We're doing a series from Friday through Sunday. We'll touch on it a little today. But I have a question. Is it just me? Is my question. Listen to this. And I recognize this for five minutes, Mr. Jordan. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the virus? Do protests increase the spread of the virus? Uh, I think I can make a general statement. Well, half a million protesters on June 6th alone. Yeah. I'm just asking that number of no. people. Does yeah. it increase the spread of the virus? Crow crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, contributes to the spread of the virus. Should we limit the protesting? I, I'm not sure what you mean. Should How do we say limit the protesting? Should government limit the protesting? I, I, I don't think that's relevant to... Well, you just said if it increases the spread of the virus, I'm just asking, should we limit it? Well, I'm, I'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way. Well, you make all kinds of recommendations. You, no. you make comments on dating, on baseball, on everything no. you can imagine. I'm just asking you, you just said it, yeah. that protests increase the spread. No. I'm just asking you, should we try to limit the protests? No, I think I would leave that to people who have more of an, a, a position to do that. I can tell you. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Last week in the Calvary Chapel case, five liberals on the Supreme Court said it was okay for Nevada to limit church services. Governor, I, I mean, Justice Gorsuch said it best. He said, there's no, there's no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. I'm just asking, is there a world where the Constitution says you can favor one First Amendment liberty protesting right. over another practicing your faith? I'm not favoring anybody over anybody. I'm just making a statement that's a broad statement that avoid crowds of any type, no matter where you are, because that leads to the acquisition and transmission. And I don't judge one crowd versus another crowd. When you're in a crowd, particularly if you're not wearing a mask, that induces it's a, it's a simple It's a simple question, doctor. Should we limit the protest? Government is obviously lim limiting people. Yeah. On a and, and look, uh, I'm there's, not been no, there's been no violence that I, I can see at church. I haven't seen people during a church service go out and, and harm police officers right. or burn buildings. But we know that. I mean, for 63 days, nine weeks, it's been happening in Portland. Right. Yeah. Well, one night in Chicago, 49 officers were injured, but no limit to pro no limit to protests. But boy, you can't go to church on Sunday. I don't know how many times I can answer that. I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm just going to tell you. You've opined on a lot of things, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, but I've never this said is something that directly impacts the spread of the virus, and I'm asking your, your, your position on the protest. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm telling you what it is, the danger. And you can make your own conclusion about that. You should stay away from crowds, no matter where the crowds government are. Government has, uh, government has stopped people from going to work. In fact, just in New Jersey four days ago, Ian Smith, Frank Trombetta were arrested for opening up, for trying to operate their business, their gym. They were arrested. But I, my, my bet is if these two individuals own this gym were outside just in front of their gym and all the people who were working out in their gym were outside protesting, they'd been just fine. But because they were in the gym working out, actually running their business, they got arrested. Do you think that's okay? 
You know, I'm not going to opine on who gets arrested and who does not. I mean, I, I, you get where I'm going. I'm telling you, as a public health official, I say crowd. Do you see the inconsistency, though, Dr. Fauci? There's no inconsistency, Congressman. What? There's no So you're allowed to protest millions of people on one day in crowds, yelling, screaming, but you try to run your business, you get arrested? And if you stood right outside of that same business and protested, you wouldn't get arrested? You don't see an inconsistency there? I don't understand what you're asking me as a public health official to opine on who should get arrested or not. That's not my position. You could ask. No, you've, advocate, you you've advocated for certain businesses. You've advocated for certain businesses to be shut down. I'm. I'm just asking you on your position on the protest. I mean, I haven't seen one. We've heard a lot about hair salons. I haven't seen one hairstylist who, between haircuts, goes out and attacks police or sets something on fire. But we've seen all kinds of that stuff during protests, and we know the protests actually increase the spread of the virus. You've said that. I said crowds. I didn't say specifically. I didn't say protest do anything. So the protests don't increase the spread of the virus? I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. No, I, I want... I... Ah, we've got to trust the science. Mm. I remember probably a month ago, our Surgeon General, the young African-American man, he well-spoken, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. He came out and he said, uh, wearing masks can do a lot of harm, a lot of physical harm. A couple of days later, there was a mask mandate, a mandatory mask mandate. We haven't heard from our Surgeon General since. Oh boy, what a tangled web we weave. California this week banned in-home Bible study. Oh, they're shutting the churches down wasn't enough. Now we've got a ban in-home Bible study. Here in Ohio, I believe our governor uh, wants bars to close early. Hmm. Interesting. While the church languishes trying to find its way in cyberspace, we are talking about most of the local churches, whether you're in Cleveland, Ohio, or whether from sea to shine and sea, okay, any place in between. The churches have effectively shut down. You know why? Because now we are trusting in science. We thought that God alone was omniscient, you know, omni-science knowing everything, in control of everything. But now we are trusting these scientists. We see nothing but inconsistency. What do we do next week? Well, it sounds political. Didn't you hear what Dr. Fossey said to Jordan? He can't say that protests cause a problem. It's just other crowds. I mean, you know, what what get Okay, you can protest, but you can't worship. You can protest, but you can't have a worship in the parking lot of the church. Turn it into a protest. You know, one of our members called me. I, I, I'm going to pray in a minute. I haven't even started yet. I'm just venting. You guys are going to have to bear with me. I need some therapy today, so I'm glad you're there. I'm sitting in the chair. 
One of our members called me. She's very faithful in a lot of ministries that we, we, we have and that we support. You know, in fact, she stands across the street quite frequently during the week. I see her out there quite frequently. I mean, sometimes I almost want to go stand with her. But she's always out there with others, standing in front of preterm, the abortion clinic directly across the street from our church, where 5,000, what is it, 176 children were exterminated last year, all from the African-American zip codes. You know, 90%. You understand what I'm saying. But, but, you, you, uh, but she stands out there. She has a wonderful ministry, and she has a very compassionate heart. And she called me, and she said, Pastor Noel, she said, uh, one of the pastors asked me to ask you if you'd be willing to come out to Chesterlin on Sunday morning. I said, say on. She said, Sunday morning at 9, you know, there's a Black Lives Matter protest out in Chesterlin. Wow, interesting. Okay. But a Black Lives Matter protest will be occurring in, in Chesterlin uh, on Sunday morning, not Saturday, not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, but Sunday morning at 9 p.m. And the pastors want to know if, if I'd be willing to bring some members and come out to Chesterlin. You know, I mean, it's a Black Lives Matter protest, and I'm sure you'd like to see some, some, some Negroes protesting Black Lives Matter. I mean, it's a, uh, on Sunday morning at 9 or you'll have enough time after the protest to get to church. What? what uh, if, you know, one of the pastors, one of the wisest pastors in our city, I'm not going to call his name, he died. You know, one a dear friend of mine. I mean, most of the old giants have passed on. I can call a lot of names. Richard Marks, Culvert Roberts, Dallas, Lauderdale, and go on and on and on. A. Charles Bowie and so many others. Those were heavyweights, men that I, I, I'm actually standing on some of their shoulders, okay? But one of those pastors preached a sermon, okay, where the devil asked Jesus, if you are the Christ, come down off the cross and save yourself. I mean, the chorus got so great that even the thief on the cross said, yeah, so it had to be repeated many times, come down. Now, uh, one of our pastors taught a lesson once on being careful not to come down out of the pulpit. The greatest work that God has given to man is to share his word with a dying humanity. My job is the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. My job, they will go out and they will come rejoicing, bringing their sheaves with them. My job is to equip them and prepare them for the task ahead. And it would be very easy. We get invited to do this and to do that. You know, everyone wants a pastor or two, a token here to do this or that. Even Planned Parenthood got pastors that will stand up and say what a wonderful service they provide. We, we know how things work. But uh, you, uh, I think somebody would know me well to leave worship on Sunday to go participate in a Black Lives Matter protest in Chesterland. Ohio. Let the Chesterlinese people, okay, that's what we call them, the Chesterlinders. 
Why don't they let them solve their problems? Okay? So all I'm saying, wait a minute. Okay? I, I don't have a problem with you calling me to do anything, but don't call me to do anything on Sunday morning. Okay? Sunday morning belongs to the Lord. So I can leave at 9 and be there at 9 and get back here, what, for 11 for worship? Is that how you prepare? Come down. Don't come down out of the pulpit. If you're a minister and you're listening to this, make sure your pastor, okay, if he wants to do some kind of activism, make sure it does not interfere with his ministry. Make sure it does not send a contradicting message. I support the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the only hope that we have. Don't try to get me involved in any stuff. I'll pray for you. I'll pray for your cause if you ask me to. Sometimes you don't ask me to and I still pray. But my focus is what he called me to do. He prepared me and he gifted me to do a particular thing. Okay? And not only will I, on Sunday? No! Not only will I not, I will not encourage anybody to miss worship on Sunday, as precious as worship is today. None of the churches, I drove by a church on East 79th Street and, and, and I guess it's Carnegie. And the sign out front, very big sign, it says, join us for worship at saintsoandso.org. On Sunday morning. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well, we're waiting for the science. When the scientists tell us it's safe to worship again, we will. Until then, you know, I mean, we see the draconian measures and we embrace that. Did our governor still has not restricted worship. He said, use social distancing principles. Listen, we still... The marijuana dispensaries are dispensing. The liquor stores are doing a booming business. But you know, that's another spirit, so it's, it, that's cool, that's safe. Listen, let's get it together, all right? Let's focus. The church is under attack, okay? Come to grips with it. Be very, very prayerful right now. We know all of our American way of life is under attack, but primarily it affects the church. You, who can you witness to? I mean, I was standing in front of the church yesterday. My mailbox is in the front of the church. And two people approached me from the west to the east, approaching the front door of the church. And I stood out there, and, and, and the one man looked at me, and he stopped walking about where the driveway begins. And I said, wow. And there was a lady coming along behind him. She kept walking when he stopped. But my car was in the street in front of the church. I just stopped to check the mail. And the lady walked in the street on the other side where, you know, as though she was going to go in the driver's door of my car. Because my car was headed west on Shaker. 
and she was headed east. But I was on the sidewalk leaving the mailbox, and she didn't want any contact. I needed a sign. My mask ought to say, leper. The people who are wearing masks, I have a neighbor. I saw him come out of his house to go onto his porch for a second. To, I think he was checking the mail, and he had a mask on. They're wearing masks in the home. That's how afraid they are. The mainstream media is frightening the people to death. Oh my God, all of, all of these new cases. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. The news is not so grim. Herman Cain lost his life. Now they're trying to blame it on some Trump rally that he went to. I didn't hear anything about a spike at the Trump rally, but you know, you, you, nobody, even protesters are not getting it while protesting. You heard Dr. Fossey, you can't say anything against protests, can you? In the middle of a pandemic, you're forcing everybody else out of their comfort zone, but not protesters. Maybe it's because they suit the Democrat Party ideals, huh? Isn't that extraordinary? Is it just me? Or are you paying attention to this? This whole thing may be political. I've been telling you now for more than five weeks that as we approach the election, the first battle that has to be fought is to keep the kids out of school. If the kids are allowed to go back to schools, especially public schools, that's where most of the polling places are during the general election. So if you have people going to the polls, we know what will happen. What happened the last time? No one is going to tell a pollster that they support Donald Trump. You crazy? You saw what happened to the gentleman in Milwaukee? All he was, he, had, he was holding up a Trump sign. Somebody rode up on a bike and hit him. When I say hit him, I don't mean hit him with the bike. I'm talking about shooting. He got hit. He got killed out there. I saw a business owner who, who owns a sizable business, and he said, I'm not doing any business with Trump supporters. Would you tell somebody you're a Trump supporter if you were? Hmm? I wouldn't dare tell anyone I'm a Trump supporter. I, that last Monday night Bible study, that's what we spend time doing. I told them this. I said, leave politics alone. Okay, A man with an unregenerated heart that just listens, we behave as though we don't know what's right and what's wrong. We don't know what's up and what's down. We can't tell when something, we, we, we can't, our, our discernment is lost. I got some scriptures I'm going to read to you in a minute. We're in so much trouble. Okay, and I'll show you that the Bible says we would get here. So it simply means that we are approaching the rapture of the Christian church, which is the next significant event. Israel is going to have a significant event before that, but immediately upon the completion of that event, after we learn who the man of sin is, he will be revealed when he negotiates the peace treaty between Israel and her neighbors. We are turning up the heat on Assad in Syria as we speak, you know, more economic sanctions and the like, you know, was announced, you know, against his son and, and so on, and, you know, Bashar al-Assad, and you know, his son, 
okay, who, you know, they've been transferred, you know, how you transfer wealth to your kids and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and they're going to hit them pretty hard, the Trump administration. So it's, they're turning up the heat. And we're paying attention to what's going on in Israel and the Golan Heights, you know, over there by Trump Heights. You know, they named a part of the Golan Heights after our president. How dare they? I mean, uh, I think, you know, hey, what can I say? Okay. I don't have a dog in this fight. Maybe I shouldn't use dogs. Okay? But the bottom line is this. We have a president that no matter how you feel about him, we look at the persecution. He can't seem to do anything right, can he? Everything he says is spun a particular kind of way. Now, I'm wondering, is it just me? Because what's happening now, all of this is to ensure that we have mail-in voting ballots. Did you know that if you're going to have mail-in voting, that there is no identification that needs to be confirmed? Okay. Citizenship is unnecessary when you have mail-in voting. Everyone's vote counts. Now you see what they're pulling off. There are enough undocumented here that could probably sway the election. So this whole thing is about mail-in voting. They're holding you and your loved ones hostage so that we can hold this thing down and make it look like total chaos until November 4th. Then all of the NBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC, all the correspondents will take their masks off and, and talk about, look, we're turning the corner. We're already turning the corner. Yes, the cases are increasing. Because it's sweeping across the nation. But how are people finding out that they, the cases are increasing? Not by going to the hospital, but by driving up to a testing station. Most of them had it and didn't even know that they had it. I thought that would be good news. And it means they likely won't get it again for a while. But it's going to be just like the flu. Now they're talking about we're not going to do anything until we have a vaccine. If you are a pastor and you're waiting for a vaccine to get back to worship, you're an idiot. That's what you are. You know why I say that? Because you ought to do some research. What viruses do we have vaccines for? Huh? I get a flu vaccine now that I'm over 60. You know, I... I I get a flu vaccine every year because, you know, they pick up some of the new strains of, of the, you know, the flu morphs into other things sometimes and some other strains come through, you know, H1N1 and all this kind of stuff. And, and so they give us some of the antibodies every year, you know, every fall. This time, I mean, I go get a flu shot, okay? I get it when I go to the VA sometimes. I go when I go to the drugstore. I mean, they offer me a flu shot very inexpensively. And, and guess what? It lessens the likelihood that I'll have the flu, and if I do get it, okay, then it'll lessen, can we say, my symptoms, okay? That's all it is, but there's no vaccine for, the, for influenza. We didn't find one for MERS. That's the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. We didn't find one for SARS, the Southeast Asia. You know, Wuhan didn't just start stuff, okay? This is not brand new, okay? It just tampered with a little bit. 
But the bottom line is this. If we don't have a vaccine for any of the others, what makes you think we're going to find one for this? So you're waiting. Let's get this right. You're waiting until they find a vaccine to get back to church, huh? Idiot. That's what you are, okay? You never should have closed the church in the first place, all right? You have no faith, none whatsoever, no matter how you boast. You might have money. This is not about money. I don't have any money, but I've got faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But you know why? I consider all that Jesus went through. And he said, occupy until I come. And you go out and you look in the parking lots of the churches. I mean, there are weeds growing up. They got weeds a foot high, most of these churches. Huh? I wonder how many of them are going to restart. You know how many businesses won't be able to reopen? Don't you know that you all are behaving just like a business, but the churches are going concerned just like some prominent businesses out here. But guess what? After you've moved for more than a year, they'd be dumb for coming back anyway. Because if we listen to science to close, then we're going to have to wait on science to reopen. But now they're nip, nipping at our heels, you know. So now California are now where you can't have home Bible study. Okay? I can't have home Bible study. Is this the United States of America? What happened to the Constitution? Okay? But no, we're in the midst of a pandemic and we're afraid. And people are looking at me like, like, like. Oh. So I, I need a, a mask that says leper on it. But I'm not going to wear it, so, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I was on the track walking yesterday, and one lady, one lady on the whole track, okay, looked at me as, as though she was normal because she didn't have a mask on either. She said, how can these people breathe? Walking briskly, okay, to get your heart rate up, and you're depriving your organs of the oxygen that they need to function effectively. So I was taking deep breaths out there. That's why I walk. Take deep breaths, full breaths. You know, that's an exercise too, okay? And, you know, but people were looking at me like, I mean, I was, a, I was breaking, I was violating the law. Oh, my God. They've criminalized getting a breath of fresh air. And we think that's all right. Well, if I, I don't have to come into your place of business. They're backing off of this mass stuff. Most of these places are. Okay, I don't have to come into your place of business. I can't breathe with a mask on. Is it is it okay to say that? Or I, you know, I, 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 someone told me you can't. You know that that phrase have been co-opted already. So you can't say I can't breathe. No insensitivity to George Floyd. I can't breathe with a mask on. I refuse to wear one. Oh my God, didn't you see what happened to Herman Cain? Great minister. Did you know he was a Baptist preacher? A friend of mine told me on yesterday that uh, he belonged, I believe it was the Antioch Baptist Church in, in Atlanta. Okay, he was an associate minister there. He was a, 
I believe a, a Fed chairman in one in one of these Midwestern states. The man has been accomplished. I heard he helped save Burger King when they were in trouble. Then he started Godfather Pizza. That was a nice pizza for a while. I don't know if you remember Godfather Pizza, Jesse. Okay, but that was a great pizza. I mean, I don't know what happened. I was upset when they left. I didn't know Herman Cain owned it. But he was a great man. What a tremendous success story. And I like him. I liked him a lot. Now, John, Congressman Lewis was an iconic figure. He was instrumental in, in so much that transpired, and I have to give him an honorable mention, too. I'll miss them both. But one is being revered, and the other is being castigated. You know why? Because he went to a Trump rally without a mask on, and he deserved what he got. <laughs> we need to pray, okay? Yes, this is really, really petty, and it really is stupid, as these clowns play with our lives, okay? And there's almost nothing we can do about it. Okay, I got a few more things to say about this, and I'm going to say, I might as well say them now, okay? First, they want mail-in voting, where anybody who chooses to vote can vote, okay? Well, you know if you do that, you don't have a, this is a banana republic kind of election now. You know, we're living in an age where a lie is just an inaccurate statement. You're misrepresenting the truth. It's no longer a lie. How do we get? How do we get that trust back? Huh? Who do you trust? You can't trust the centers, CDC, Centers of Disease Control. Okay? Who do you trust? You can't trust the news media. Twitter. Facebook. Instagram, Google, they're all left-leaning. It's over. I don't see any hope. They can't regulate these tech giants. Did you know Amazon stock is somewhere around thirty-two to 3500 per share now? Huh? These are giants. They run the world. When was the last time you seen a phone book? A buddy of mine was telling me yesterday. He said, I get a phone book every year. You can call and they'll send you one. What are you going to use it for? A phone book. You remember those? Well, now we use Google. So if Google is not on your side, if Google does not support what you are believing in, Google will use their algorithms, they say, and contain your business and hide it, put you, paint you into a corner where when no one will know that you're there. So the marketplace has tipped to their side. Now even the chief justice of the Supreme Court is afraid. <laughs> okay? Robert used to, I mean, he was, he was a, a, a faithful, behaving like a Christian for a very long time. Now he's ruling against the church in California and Nevada. Oh, you can go to the casinos. You can gamble. But you can't worship. 
Just like Fossey is saying, you know, we need to stop gatherings, but not protests. What's wrong with a protest? It's a different kind of gathering. You can't get sick there. <sighs> We're being fed a diet of fear and propaganda. While I'm in the house, I'm feeling fine. And, 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 and as soon as I go outside, I start seeing people wearing these things, and they are so terrified. Okay? It's not synonymous with good health. Not wearing a mask. So, let's wear them. Okay. They'll keep you in until November 4th, I promise you. Okay? That's a guarantee. They got to have mail-in balloting. That way they can cheat and win the election. Otherwise, just like the last time, no one is... Donald Trump, a pollster calls. Hello? Hi, I'm, I'm from this group and we're doing a poll. Um, who do you who do you support for president? Not Trump. <laughs> okay, that's the first thing any Trump supporter is going to say. Donald Trump. Why would you? No. He's the best man for the job. Okay. I know we have problems with law enforcement, but they're fixable. They have to be fixable. Okay. Look at the alternative: not fixing it. Then we let the chickens run the roost. Huh? We let the criminals have their way. They're the only ones want to defund police. It's bad enough that good guys and bad guys are wearing masks. I mean, it's a perfect time to be a criminal, isn't it? Huh? Cover your eyes a little bit and there's no facial recognition that could mess with you. I can't even, my iPhone won't even open behind a mask. I move my mask for my iPhone to open, you know, facial recognition. So the criminals are having a good time. The people who are orchestrating this are having a great time because we're not going back. They're not going to give us our rights back. You ought to be aware of that. We're gonna, I'm, I'm leading up to a prayer here, okay? Because we really need to, if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked way. America isn't ready to turn. In fact, we're fulfilling end-time prophetic scripture, and we're going to take a look at some of that. So I'm just building this thing up. I, are, you, are you feeling it yet? Isn't this painful? Okay. But there is hope. There's a bomb in Gilead. Okay. Okay. And if you think that's bad by itself, what's happening, they're saying that they have a template for gun confiscation, okay? You know what happened in St. Louis with the couple that were defending their home? How dare he pull out an AR-15 and she had a little something, you know, waving it back and forth and carrying on. They might not have used good technique, but we understand their message and was absolutely necessary, but they confiscated their guns. And now they're saying, bring your gun out in a threatening fashion, okay, and we'll take it from you. Hmm? And charge you with a crime. How dare they intimidate protesters that broke into their gated community? They can't do that. This is America. You can't get away with that. Enough is enough, all right? We just need to pray for our nation, okay? 
First Amendment and Second Amendment gone. No protection for the church, no freedom of speech. Okay, we have to wait on the scientists. And Are these the same people who told us that the earth is dying? And that 12 years ago, the earth was going to actually fold up and go away? Because all the ice is going to melt and all that stuff? I heard Greta. Oh, I heard one of the knocks against the president. How dare he attack that child like that? She's playing an adult game. They're using her and playing her like a fiddle. Oh my God, we have to save the planet. Well, it doesn't belong to us. It belongs to God. Remember him? Remember him? He is the one. I am. I am your creator God. Did you know Jesus Christ is the creator God? The Bible says God, who in sundry, sundry times and, and diverse manners spoke unto our forefathers through the prophets, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, have also spoken unto us now through his Son, whom he hath appointed heir over all things, through whom also he made the worlds. Did you know that Christ our Lord was the one who was given the charge of creating and sustaining all of this? This is his. Just like the guys, I think it must have been Simon, Peter, or John in the boat. Okay, What manner of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. If the winds and the waves obeyed him, then they obey him now. <sighs> okay, let's get it together here. All right. I, I came to provide medicine, not to cause more pain. You've been traumatized enough. We're going to pray. You know, I have so many wonderful friends. I heard from Victor this week. Hey, Vic, how you doing, my friend? Ernest, you know, I'll always love you, okay? I can't wait to see you, Lucille, and the entire family standing at the Bema seat. Uh, we'll be there together. I'll see you, my friend, okay? Thank you for your years of support. Tim, you've been a good friend of mine. Virgil, I appreciate you. Leonard, Chris. I'm not, I'm not going to call any last names, okay? Gene, okay? Woodrow, Frosty, Alan, it's good to see you. Alan's, you know, Alan's always listening to us, okay? Um, okay, thanks for the compliment on the goatee, I guess. Whatever, it was an ugly, long gray beard. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it, Okay? You know, I've done this for years, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm smidly right now, okay? And we all got cabin fever and all this kind of stuff. I mean, okay, we're worshiping, okay? Please understand that. If you live in the area, Perfect Peace Baptist Church is located at 12001 Shaker Boulevard, Cleveland, Ohio. We social distance, okay? We have a lot of air. Okay, we, we bought a big air handler, and we have a lot of air circulating through our sanctuary. It might not always be cool, okay, but there's a lot of air moving, and we're comfortable, and we space out. We don't have pews. We have chairs, so we were able to reconfigure our sanctuary to where we can social distance, okay? We are probably averaging 35 or so a week, 
Okay, I wish we were averaging more, but all men have not faith. But you know what? We've got our faithful that are worshiping with us every Sunday. Okay? We have masks in the back of the room. We have plenty of hand sanitizer. We're going to do things the right way. Okay? We're not going to be unconcerned about the suffering of some. Okay? We know what to do in the event that one of us gets exposed. I have a relative that was exposed, my son and his children, they caught it early. Uh, my granddaughter was in Italy uh, when Italy started getting hit and she came to the U came back home and they asked her to quarantine for two weeks. She quarantined for two weeks. Then two weeks later, after they had been cleared for two weeks, that's when the whole family contracted it. Now I want you to science. They have no idea what they're talking about. Can't you tell? The guidance keeps changing from left to right. We go back and forth and, oh my God, what now? Churches were scheduled to open. Then the scientists came out and said, no, you ought not do it. People are going to die in increasing numbers. Oh my God, I watch Lester Holt sometime. You know, Tanya at 6.30 during the week, you know, that's the most anxious moment when Lester comes on and he gives the headlines of, how many new cases we have. That's a good thing. Because these people are all building up antibodies. I need some hydroxychloroquine. That's what I need. I haven't been able to find someone who's going to prescribe it to me yet. But get me some hydroxychloroquine. Somebody tell me how I'm going to get my hands on some hydroxychloroquine. You know the drill. That's another sore spot, isn't it? So many people have recovered from using that, okay? But they don't want to give us that because it's too cheap. It's inexpensive. The pharmaceutical companies won't make any money. Bill Gates is right in the forefront of all this. He said, we're going to need three or four vaccines, one for older people, one for kids, one for, you know, younger people, and, and you know, so on and so on. They might not chip us, but they're ready with the microchips. Bangladesh is already chipped, or the rest of the world is going to be clamoring for this vaccine. And guess what? They're going to chip all of these people. Here we are about to go. Big Brother is right here operating. You never let a good crisis go to waste. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, Lord, you said, that you bring these calamities that we are facing globally today. You said you send locusts to devour the food. You said you would send a drought or a famine where man has to consider his ways. And you also said that you'll send a pestilence in the land, locusts. You've done all of that this year, oh God. But it seems like we have been driven further and further away from you, O oh God. We don't know where all of this... Well, yes, we do, O oh Lord. Our nation seems to almost have forgotten you. And the ones that were worshiping, the vast majority of them have ceased worship. Lord, it's like we stopped breathing. It's like we gave up our true identities. 
we cry out unto you for our great nation, O Lord. We knew this was coming, for the nation that forgets you is doomed to destruction, and we know it. And we have failed miserably. We have turned bad things into good things. We are performing marriage ceremonies to men, marrying men and women, marrying women, O oh God. We're killing our children and not even considering that they are the most innocent among us. And if we're willing to kill the most innocent, who won't we kill among us? O oh God, we need you. We need for you to come and take us away from here. We thank you for giving us a little bit more time, but it's a mixed blessing, O oh God, because as we see things deteriorate and we look back weeping at so great a nation that has been brought to its knees, we cry out unto you, O oh Lord, we are a nation under God, but we are not indivisible. And we have a problem with liberty and justice for all. But, O oh God, we ask that this great experiment be allowed to continue and that we be given the privilege of fixing things. But then we read your word and we see that we won't be here to support Israel not long from now. Whether we won't have the will or the ability, we don't know. But, O oh God, we cry out unto you for our brothers and sisters and our children. Lord, we have listeners and supporters that have children that are lost and arrogant in their unbelief. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you would turn their captivity, whatever it takes. Send pain. Send whatever it might be, O oh Lord. We would want that pain to be their gain, that they would call on you to be saved, whatever it takes. We know everyone has a breaking point, O oh Lord. Most of us have reached ours. And we're thanking you for that breaking point because now we are spending time on our knees. Lord, we can't go to the houses of worship to do it, but we don't have to be in any particular locale because you said if my people that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, wherever they are, you will hear from heaven and forgive our sins and heal our land. And we need that healing today, O oh Lord. We know that prophecy was primarily given to the nation of Israel, but it still fits us today. And we ask that you would turn the captivity of our nation, keep our children safe, keep our parents safe, O oh Lord. During this tumultuous time, we trust you, and we trust your governance, O oh Lord. So when we die, it's you that taketh away. And as we live, the Lord giveth. We thank you. So we ask that you would sanctify us for the remainder of this broadcast. Give us peace. Take away the anxiety from before our eyes, O oh Lord. And give us peace. In Jesus' name we ask these blessings. Amen. As you go into the stores, even the employees there, are wearing masks beneath their nostrils. And they would look at you and say, hey, you're not wearing a mask. You're not wearing one either. If your nostrils are exposed, you're not wearing a mask. That's how you breathe. You don't walk around breathing through your mouth. 
Am I the only one with some common sense out here? I know there's some more of you out here now. I, I know I'm not alone. I know Perfect Peace Church is not alone. Because we don't drink that Kool-Aid. It costs too much to worship. There are saints in China that are incarcerated. They, do you know they're using them for human body parts? We have Christians in Iran and Pakistan. One of our brothers was released not long ago in Pakistan, you know, rotting in jail for preaching the gospel. And here we surrendered for less than a bowl of lentil stew. At least Esau got to eat. We've given up Jesus, just surrendered him to the world. We won't even come together to worship. We'll do it in cyberspace. I hope, you know, I hope they come back. Hmm. But I'll tell you what, bedside Baptist is a, oh boy, compelling, compelling place to worship from. Hmm. And then, I don't have, why would I tithe all of it anyway? I know I'm giving to God, but no lights, mm, no services. I ain't say worship, I said services. You know, churches provide services to the members and the community. The places are locked up, okay? Ah, oh boy, no wonder people are behaving the way they are, okay? Because you have surrendered, and you have given the devil dominion over your fellowship. I regret to inform you, you ought to consider your ways. Now, I was going to do a lesson on Pontius Pilate. It'll have to wait. Oh, what a man. He moved the needle significantly in Jesus' ministry. Pilate was a, a necessary ally of Jesus. And we will see that, that he was an ally of Jesus. But we're not going to look at that now. I, I want to comfort you a little bit if I can with some scriptures. So I'll, I'll, if you have your Bible, get it. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to walk you through 1 and 2 Timothy, just three passages of scripture. We're going to have a brief conversation. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 and 2. All right, I will read from the King James 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and the doctrines of demons. It says devils, demons. Okay? Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Okay, what do you think about that for a minute? Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. Science is a seducing spirit. There's no perfection in science. We learn as we grow. Get a better telescope, you find out we don't have as many planets as we thought. So please understand, science is not perfect. God is perfect. His word is perfect. Okay? So you surrendered something that was worth something 
for something that isn't worth much, much the way Esau did. Okay? He was hungry, though. Hmm? What good is my birthright if I die of hunger? So I'll give it to you. Hmm? Occupy until I come was not a request. It was a directive. On the first day of the week, when he said, let every one of you lay by him in store, he wants us to take care of the church. He wants us to take care of our ministers. Okay, He wants the word to go out because it will not return unto him void. But we're doing it in cyberspace. Okay, Are you sure they're not tampering with your broadcast? They're tampering with everything else Christianity is doing. Huh? You're just trying to reach your members right now? Or are you still reaching out? He said, go into the hedges and the highways and compel men to come in. Who's watching your broadcast? Do you know? Where are they watching it? On Facebook? You think Zuckerberg and his crew wants Christianity on their platform? Hmm. Okay. Keep your chin up. I'm praying for you. Okay? But don't be surprised if they don't allow you to reopen. Okay? You're going to have to bite the bullet and one day decide to reopen, but your members won't come back because you trusted science to close. So you're going to have to trust science to reopen. You'll get the radical ones. The real Christian ones will come back if you open the church doors back up. Okay? But how can you do that now? So you see what a tangled web you've weaved? I'm talking to all of you Christians out here. Okay? I mean, we have overcome the world. We have overcome death. But we are leading our culture in fear. You can't witness to anybody like that. Oh my God, I'm so afraid. Huh? I thought Jesus conquered death. He arose from the dead, never to die anymore. He said, you can follow me into everlasting life. What is it, the life, the world down here that you love more than the promises that are awaiting us over there. I have friends that are pastors who say, Noel, you know, I'm, I'm above 65, and i got to be careful. So they shut the churches down for their fear, not yours. They're not that concerned about you. Most of the pastors I know are afraid, because most of my buddies are, you know, up there in age. Okay? And I mean, you know, people are dying of COVID-19. People are dying of just breathing. People are dying of everything. That's all we seem to hear now. Everybody. Dying, uh, people are, we, how come we don't hear about other deaths other than the violence or COVID-19? Ah, boy. You believe they're telling you the truth? 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. I charge thee Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. That's what he says. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, 
He said, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Okay? Teach people. Clarify the word of God. Encourage people. Okay? Here's why. He says this. For the time will come. Allow me to paraphrase. The time has come when they are not enduring sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Okay? If you think Donald Trump is a racist, okay, um, let me say this to you. Right is still right. And wrong is still wrong. Up is still up. And down is still down. Truth is still truth, and lies are still lies, okay? What do you say? Here is a man that has done great work for our nation. I think the greatest asset to every person is a, a, a good job where you're able to take care of yourself and your family. I think Donald Trump has done a great job in actually creating an environment where African Americans were gainfully employed. Our unemployment was so low earlier this year, around January, February, before, you know, this crisis, and they say never let a good crisis go to waste. We were doing fine. Everyone who wanted to work was working, you remember? Okay. First Step Act, people were getting out of prison and hitting the ground running with jobs because they trained, they did job training while still incarcerated. Donald Trump did that for us. Okay, he did a lot of wonderful things. And I believe that God was certainly smiling on America for a moment because of our support of Israel. We have a president that loves the nation of Israel. Okay? And you know what Jesus told us? He said the world is going to hate you because it hates me. The world don't hate you, does it? Because you're trusting in science. You're with the world in all that the world is doing. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. We know what he said. One of my friends, a pastor had the audacity to throw that faith word at me. I, I almost, I was almost, uh, I got loud on him, and I don't usually do that. He, 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 back, he cocked himself and backed up a little bit. We were just on the phone talking, okay? But he was talking about all the faith that he had. Well, why your church closed? You're the one that closed it, talking about faith. Well, Noel, you know, we got to trust the science. People are dying out here. And they're going to hell, a lot of them. Make sure that yours are on their way to the right place. Because I don't want to be responsible for anybody's, anybody's disposition. Okay, So I'm going to tell you like it is. Don't believe that stuff. All right, let me finish what I'm reading. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Okay, Now, 
He told us in verse 3, For the time will come when they won't endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Have you noticed that in the African-American churches they don't preach against homosexuality and lesbianism? Have you noticed that? When was the last time you heard a pastor mention any of that stuff? Huh? Don't ask, don't tell. The churches are loaded with them. Yeah, I said it. You don't want to offend people. You're going to preach and not make offense. You're not preaching the word of God. It doesn't matter who you are. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's not just the homosexuals and the lesbians that are in the pews and in the choir stand of our churches. All unrighteousness is sin. We're not singling out any behavior, but why do we have things that we don't talk about in the African-American church? Half, don't get me started. I almost went way beyond my bounds. A lot of them guys are. Anyway. It says this. They shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They're the ones making the money. The ones that won't challenge you when it comes to your sin. Okay? They preach nice, colorful, hooping, and, and beautiful, rhyming messages, and, and, and social justice messages, and, and all of that marvelous stuff. We want the Bible, the unadulterated Word of God. Give it to us raw, full strength. That's what we want, the Word of God. I don't need your philosophy. I hear some of these guys, all that rhyming stuff, and it's sounding real pretty. What did the pastor preach about? I don't know, but it sure sounded good. He says they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That's exactly what they do. You don't want somebody that might offend somebody in church. That's a, you don't want to get offended, so you don't want to hear the word of God. Prefer a concert anyway. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. Little rhyming things, you know. We got a lot of those. We hear it in a lot of the songs. I'm not going to start calling that stuff. But we got a lot of rhyming phrases that we use in our churches now. Not from the Bible, but from Christendom. He says one more thing, verse 5. He says, watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions, yes. Okay? Do the work of an evangelist, yes. Make full proof of thy ministry. That's your job. Don't talk about politics. I can do, I'm here to comfort you. And you know I am. And yeah, you, it's me too. I'm, I'm going through the same thing as you are. Yes, it's actually happening. Just like you're rationalizing your way through it. And just as you can see it through your spiritual lens, yes, it's really happening to us. So we, I told you I'm the one venting today. Okay? And this is very therapeutic for me. I'm enjoying this. Okay? I'm, I'm cast your care upon him for he careth for you. Okay? I'm casting my care upon him and you. And iron sharpens iron and show a friend sharpens the countenance of his friend. That's the way it works. Okay? We encourage one another. Two are better than one is what he said. Okay? I have one more passage. 2 Timothy 
chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. I wanted to read this last. I took you to chapter 4 first, but we can't leave out chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. This is working for me. I hope it's working for you too. It's the word of God. Okay? For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. These are all concepts that are relatively new. 25, 30 years ago, disobedient to your parents? Are you out of your mind? Now it's, you're hard-pressed to find two parents anywhere. If mama lives here, daddy lives somewhere else. That's norm now. Okay? So they're not together on anything. Okay? But these said in the last days, lovers of their own selves, all right, all you think about is me, me, and me. Covetous. You just want more. I want it all and I want it now. Boasters. Yes. Have you listened to any of this music lately? They're all bragging. Even in the songs, they're bragging about what they're doing and all they got and all that. And that's all you're doing on the internet anyway. And you're watching other people live their lives. Okay? The Kardash keeping up with the Kardashians and all that kind of dumb stuff. Okay? Kim is a billionaire. <laughs> Okay, because people watching her. I remember they used to have these webcams, you know, people, the girls used to put them in their apartments and stuff and make money to make it through college where people who don't have a life can sit down and watch you as you come home and, and watch you live your life. And you don't even pay attention to the camera in your house. And now everybody got them. Huh? You got a nest in your house too, don't you? You got, why would you put a camera inside? You need the cameras outside. You need to know what's going on out there. You don't want anybody to know what's going on in here. So why are you putting webcams up that anybody can hack? Oh, well, I need to see what's going on in my house when I'm not there. No, I need to see what's going on around my house when I'm not there. Okay? I want a ring doorbell camera. I want that kind of stuff. I want cameras outside of the house. To let me know when something's going on. It's too late when they get inside. Besides, I don't want to be surveilled. And you know, any tech-savvy individual can, you know, manipulate all your camera. You know how it works. Okay? So let me finish what I'm reading. We're in 2 Timothy chapter 3. Alright? I'm going to read it through now. Okay, so I stopped where he said they'll be disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. Here we are, more conservative than our kids. We sent them out to public school, and we sent them, even though it might have been a nice neighborhood, and we sent them to college, and they stripped them of all their, their, their moral moorings. They stripped every vestige of morality away from them. Huh? God, pardon me, God doesn't exist, okay? These things were ordered by themselves. That's what they're telling their kids, telling our kids. In fact, things are so much under your control that the gender you were assigned with can be reassigned. So you might not like being a boy. So guess what? You can become a girl. What are you, stupid? Huh? 
God made them male and female. You're not going to switch back and forth. Why do you think so many of them are committing suicide all the time? It's not the fact that we won't accept it. You shouldn't care whether I accept it. I'm not going to accept it. You're a man. You're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. You can't. You can walk like a dude all you want to. You can try to switch like a girl all you want to. Guess what? No, it's not a gender assignment or reassignment. God made them male and female. And that's it. Those are only two. Okay? We don't have to keep going past the queue. Verse 3, it says, without natural affection. You know what natural affection is? Natural affection is what a rat has it for its mice. Huh? If you go, you know, rats, they they their mice be in a in a little thingy, you know, and, and you go near their mice, they're gonna try to get you. Any animal. Okay, I don't care if the bird is a mean bird or, or what. If you get near its nest, it's a it's an instinct that all creatures have where they take care of their young. Okay? The most innocent. We care about our young, don't we? No, we don't. We are across the street from one of the bloodiest abortion clinics in the country. Okay? So we know what happens. Okay? We don't even care about our children. We have no natural affection anymore. And everybody doesn't go to the clinic. You can go to the drugstore and buy, what is it, RU411? Huh? You know the abortion pill? There's a pill that you can take that'll make you bleed and wash everything out. That's how evil we have gotten. He says, without natural affection, truce breakers, who keeps their word anymore? False accusers, heaven. Yes, talk about false accusers. We're living in this age, aren't we? Incontinent, okay? Fierce. Accusers, okay? Uh, despisers of those that are good. And that's where we are today. Okay, you get a beat down if you try to help somebody that might be victimized or something like that. You gotta be careful nowadays. Okay? You almost can't butt in and be a third party in a situation. If I see someone needing help, it's hard for me to, to not help them. It's just hard. I'm a Christian. I have a soft spot for people. Especially God's people. We looked at that scripture on last Monday evening. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, but especially they of the household of faith. Galatians 6 and 10 tell us that. Okay? That your particular love and affinity better be for your brothers and sisters in Christ, even as you love your biological family. Just remember, Christians have a priority. Okay? So lead your loved ones to Christ and let them stay in that prioritized position. Okay? So he says, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Heaven, yes. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. That's what we're wrestling with in the church. Mm -hmm. A lot of preaching stuff going on. A lot of big talk. But no faith. No faith. Show me your faith. Without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. 
I didn't even know whether there's a pandemic or not. We haven't missed any Sundays. And it's not like I was here preaching to myself. The members of our church are worshipers. We put our trust in Jesus Christ. We love him because he first loved us. And if he's willing to love us, I mean, I'm willing to, to go walk through fire for Jesus. huh? Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Oh, king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter because our God is able to deliver us out of your fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow down and worship you. <laughs> I like that part, okay? There ain't no guarantee that we're going to make it out of this thing in one piece, but you know what? I'm going to be faithful unto death because he promised me the crown of life, and that's what this is all about, and I can brag about that. I'm not bragging about anything, okay? Most of these pastors are making more money on the side, okay? Not worshiping than, you know, we out here struggling, okay? But we're still doing God's will, and we're reaching people with the gospel and that's what this is all about so stop trying to get people to put their trust in Donald Trump okay please don't here's why the 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 news is so toxic around him okay that the world is gonna hate him and if you want people to come over to the realistic side get them saved then leave them in the hands of the Holy Spirit you understand we're not going to politicize it. You're going to turn off your family members and they won't even hear the gospel from you. Because you ain't got good sense if you support that orange hair, that Cheeto guy and all that. Listen, the man is a man, okay? And right about now, I think he's been a very, very successful president, except for 2020, since this pandemic and all of the rioting Okay, all of that is designed to make him look like he can't rule. Okay, in Seattle and all of these places, you got government officials endorsing and promoting rioting, okay, and keeping it going. Only in America. Only in America. God has blessed America. Now America seems to be cursing itself. Okay? We have a crisis, people. And it's going to take a lot of prayer on our part. Come join us for worship on Sunday morning. Or you can go out to Chesola. <laughs> Come join us for worship on Sunday morning. Okay? That's what we do on Sunday. We don't protest. We don't counter-protest. We worship Jesus Christ. They're without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. I love you, my friends. Thank you for allowing me to vent like this. I'm telling you, it's been a heavy load I've been carrying all week. And, and it was very therapeutic for me, and I hope it was a blessing for you also. You know, Chris and Sharon near Norwalk, okay, called me. I'm coming out that way soon. I have a friend of mine that lives in Norwalk that has a, a, a yard that is, has a 200-yard shooting range. <laughs> and I'm going out there, okay, to not to hone my skills, but to relieve some pressure. And I'm gonna, I, I'd like to stop and visit you guys, okay? Um, 
how can I give them my phone number? Should I just give it out? Oh, my phone number, my personal phone number is on the website. Call me if you can, okay? I'd like to visit with you guys. It's been probably a decade since I've seen you, okay? But you've seen me. I'd like to see a picture of you guys. Maybe you send me a photo. I love to see old friends. But God bless you. Now, Frosty, Alan, thank you for your years of support and all of the prayer that have been wanting to be prayed for us. You've been a great disciple of Jesus Christ. My friend, the fact that you're in Texas doesn't alter anything. You're still a perfect piece, okay? You're one of the, one of the deplorables, you know, that's what they call us, okay? We are the deplorables, okay? So God bless you. Keep preaching Jesus and Him crucified. But guess what? He arose from the dead with all power in His hand. So my friends, like I said, thank you. I needed this. And I hope it was good for you like it was for me. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you on next week, Lord willing.